0: Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Somerset, Kentucky. Please make sure to visit us online at phbcsomerset.com. If you're a guest with us today, I want to first off uh, say we're glad you're here. Um, and, uh, and then I need to apologize because you're getting the, the, this, the backup preacher today. I, uh, but I enjoyed this. I'm excited i um, excited about today's uh, lesson if you if you're joining us uh, and you didn't know this it's okay today we are honoring our um, our graduates uh, those that have graduated high school and college and just taking a moment to honor them and as uh, the youth minister here I, I, I really just feel compelled to to encourage them today now I'm gonna <laughs> my wife's gonna cringe when I say this I'm gonna preach a short sermon is are you okay with that I've never heard, I've never had a complaint. Preacher, that sermon was too short. I got two points today, so y'all listen quick. True story. But as I was reading my word, I was thinking about our graduates, and I thought, well, we'll have a lot of visitors and and other people here, and I really want to speak truth and encouragement to all of us. and I want to challenge you, uh, students, that that you are finishing a a huge uh, section of your life. And it's time of reflection. You look back and go, I should have done more. I wish I'd done more. Or maybe, thank goodness, I'd done all I could do. Maybe you're done for a moment. But you're also looking at the next season of your life. For high schoolers, maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a vocation. Maybe it's a school. Maybe it's a vocational school. Um, No matter what that next step is, I want you to think about what God would say to you, what he would encourage you. And if you're obviously a college student, and you're looking into, I know some of you are going to, to graduate school. Some are just like, man, I am done. Thank goodness I'm never going back. Don't say that again, right, Corey? I remember when we graduated high school, college, we're like, never doing that again. And then, you know, it just seems to keep creeping up on you. Um, but I think about those next stages. And, and those of you in this room, maybe, maybe you know Jesus. Uh, maybe you don't. Maybe someone's invited you and you're here for the first time, first time in a while. And you're like, Brother Danny, I'm just kind of fly on the wall, kind of just, I'm, I'm here. But don't, don't challenge me too much. I want to encourage you. Today's, uh, today's uh, sermon speaks to all of us. It equally applies across the board. So if you're a believer, uh, or if you're not, if you're not a believer, man, you're going to grab this and go, man, that's, that's good information. If you're a believer, you're, double, you're on the hook double. Because not only is this good information, God is challenging us and he tells us to do this. And his word makes it very clear. Um, I, love, um, I love this story. I want to read, uh, I want to start in Genesis 24. If you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, Genesis 24, I've been uh, started back over in, in, the, in the Old Testament, and I've just really enjoyed, uh, as, our, as our D group, we've read kind of through the, the uh, New Testament, and I've kind of run ahead, I'm, I've been running through, I'm almost through Genesis, but I read this passage in Genesis 24, and it just hit me. I've, I've glossed over this and I've read this story several times, uh, but it just kind of hit me and I want to kind of share this with you and hopefully give you a good word picture you can take with you uh, as you leave today. But as we re- look at this story, I want to give you a little background. We have, we have uh, Abraham, right? We know Abraham is long in years and he, he can't have a child and, and here and Sarah are struggling uh, to have a child. Uh, and then of course she does the she 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 kind of comes up with this comes up with this idea of hey here's my maidservant to have a child with her that was normal back then not so much today obviously uh, but then they so we have Ishmael and we have a little tension there and then finally finally at the end of their life right um, that we have we have uh, Isaac Isaac is born he is the child that that God is going to to use uh, to further his kingdom and to carry out the promises he's, give, he's given to Abraham uh, and as we know we the chapter 22 to where God looks at Abraham and says hey I, I want you to take that promise that I've given you and I want to get you to go sacrifice it on the on the on the altar and we know the turmoil with that where he looks at his men and says we're going to go up here and we're going to worship and we'll be back uh, which was hurts my head because uh, those that contradiction uh, right there because if he's supposed to sacrifice his son, uh, and then how are we going to come back? If we go up there and there's only two, they take, the correct grammar would have been typically for most of us is we're going to go up there and I'll be back. Uh, but he trusted that God would either supply another um, uh, offering or he would have to offer his son and God would bring him back to life. It's only the two options we have there. But we know that he held back nothing, and God goes, wow, you really do trust me. That's awesome. And so we see the dawn of the horizon. We see that, that Isaac uh, is growing up, and, and the dad is going, all right. God, you said we're going to build a great nation, and I got one real son. Well, I've, got, I've got Ishmael, but I've got Isaac, and how, when's this going to happen? So he looks around, uh, as some of you in this room don't point, don't look. Some of you are thinking, who is my child going to marry? Again, don't look. So, so you're like, oh my goodness, I've got to get a wife for, for he says, I've got to get a wife for my son, Isaac, I and mean, we're going to start this and get this ball going. So he, he looks around and he goes, oh, not here. He says, I'm going to send him back to my land to get a wife from my people that serve our God. So they so the, so he calls in his right-hand man. This is where we're coming up to today. He calls in his right-hand man and says, Hey, I want you to go back to, to my home, hometown, and, and I want you to find a woman for my son. Those, that's a big task. I wouldn't dare put that on anybody. Go find a woman for my son. Think about those words. Wow, that's a heavy burden. The, the, the next generation, the promise of people, who's going to carry that on? Uh, and as we go here in, in, in chapter, chapter uh, 24, verse 12, says, Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master, this is, the, this is his right-hand man, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar... That I may have a drink. That she says. Uh, that she, she says. Drink, and underline and there, and I'll water your camels. Underline the s camels, not one camels two. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this sign, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abram, Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful. She was a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar." "'Drink, my lord,' she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her, uh, uh, to her hand and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, "'I'll draw water for your camels too, until they have had enough to drink.' So she quickly emptied the jar into the trough, ran back to the well and draw, and to draw more water." And drew enough for all his camels. Everybody say all. All his camels. Without saying a word. The man watched her closely. And learned whether or not. uh, The Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking. The man looked. uh, uh, Took out a a gold nose ring. Weighing a becca. And two golden bracelets. Weighing ten shekels. Then he asked. Uh, whose daughter are you? Please tell me there is room for your, your uh, in your father's house for us to spend the night. And she answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, born to Nahor. And she said, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. Now that's a neat little story. But I want to ask you this. As I was reading that story, I kind of, oh yeah, I remember that story. I think about sitting inside school as a little boy. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Kind of a neat little story. By the way, do you know how old Rebecca was? Anybody got a guess? Do we have any 14-year-olds in the room? Raise your hand, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey's 14. I don't know if she's as short as Bailey, but she was only 14 years old. 14-year-old little girl. Does anybody in this room have... A, I'm, we're, this, is, this is interactive. How many gallons can the average camel drink... Twenty-five. Anybody else? That's not enough, by the way. Anybody? Fifty-three gallons of water. Do you know how long it takes them to drink fifty-three gallons of water? Anybody? How long would it take them to you? Now, it takes me a while to drink, right? But they literally drank 53 gallons. That's one camel, an average size camel. So he had one camel, right? No, he didn't have one camel. Brought to you by Lowe's, sorry. Um, so how many camels did he have? Look in, look in Verse 10. How many camels did he leave with? He left with 10 camels, y'all. 10 camels. I didn't think this through. 10 camels. Each one can put away 53 gallons. That's 50 gallons. Now, how many of you in this room have ever drawn water from a well? There it is. How how, how much much water do you pull up at a time? One gallon, two gallons. At a time. 14-year-old girl. Now, some of y'all do... Let me make this simple. Instead of 53, let's make it 50. Let's say they weren't fully empty. 10 camels. There it is! 530 gallons of water. They were bone dry. Let's just say they were half empty. That's still over 250 gallons of water that she pulled up without a word. Not asked to do that. He said, right? He said, I need a glass of water. I'm thirsty. She gave him a glass of water. She looked at ten camels and said, "I'll water your camels as well." And it says she ran to the trough and kept going until the last camel was filled. Like it says, kept <laughs> camels and when the camels had finished drinking. She ran back to the well, draw water, and drew enough. Enough for all his camels without saying a word. The man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, he said, She's the one. She's the keeper. I was supposed to ask permission before I say my wife's name from the pulpit. I did not. I'm sorry. Don't look at her, I'll get in trouble. Our first date, October 24th-ish. You know how I remember that? She told me that first off. But you know why I remember that? Because our second date was at my sister's wedding. My sister was was married November 1st, 25 years ago. My dad is a man of few words. (laughs) You, You had to pull teeth to get his opinion about anything. And my wife, after the wedding, came back and, and for a second realized they needed help. She started cutting cake and help. And she went in and she started doing dishes. My daddy grabbed me and said, Son, this one's a keeper. <laughs> True story. I, dad never said anything. This one's a keeper. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. As I was thinking of that passage, I, I love that. I want, I want to ask you are you an above and beyond kind of person? Are you a check the box person? We all have moments. We all have tired or stressful seasons. And I've, I've, I've used that term even this past week check the box, right? Just check the box. I got to get it done. You take pride in your work, Do you make sure it's right. Do you go above and beyond? Or do we do just enough? And sometimes we look at situations like this and we think, oh, well, I mean, she was a young girl. She had a lot of energy. And I couldn't help but think, if you can't, when I think above and beyond, I can't help but think, but Joseph. I love the story of Joseph, and I won't read it for you. Most of you know it, but I love Joseph's story because from the beginning, Joseph. Joseph was 17, right? He wasn't 14, he was 17 when his brothers threw him in the well. They were jealous. And then they they sold him into slavery and they thought he was dead or gone forever. He worked and worked like crazy. Worked his way up. Potiphar's uh, wife wrongly accused him. And they take him and they throw him in the jail on top of that. And then years later, in the jail, the, the jailer's looking and go, man, this guy is on point. He has every right. He's been wrongly accused. And most of my prisoners sit in their, 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 their cell and they complain all day and they gripe and they complain. And this guy is, is innocent. And I watch him in his cell every day. And he's sweeping up the corner. And he's smiling and he's singing. And when I walk by, I go, can I help you with anything today? That's the kind of prisoner that Joseph was. That, that even the, the prison guard saw this in him and, and, and gave him responsibilities. Even in prison. And then we know the story to where he, he interprets the dream. And the guy gets out and goes, I'll remember you. And he forgot him. For two more years, he waited. And he waited. And he waited. And you know, when he finally got to see his brothers again? He was 39 years old. What's 39 minus 17, Aiden? He's thinking it. Oh, he's thinking. That's a lot of years. It's 22 years. 22 years between, listen, I'm, I'm wrapping, I'm landing the, the, the plane. It's 22 years from the moment that he got the promise that God was going to have his, his brothers and his parents and people bow down to him to where it actually came about. 22 years. But between the promise and the party, listen, there's a process. There's a process. And God is watching for us and seeing how are you doing in the middle? Because the middle counts. You need to finish well, but the middle counts. We need to go above and beyond. I love his story because even when everything was stacked against him, he kept doing what's right, kept doing what's right, kept doing what's right. And it keeps, keeps sliding downhill. The guy rewards him. He said, "Don't give up. Hang on a little while longer. I see what you're doing." And he said, God, God. God was pleased with him. The God blessed him." I want to. Maybe some of it. Someone here needs to hear that. Those words. That God sees you. Maybe no one else sees you. Maybe no one else appreciates you. God does. See, we, we want to kind of, sometimes, some of our biggest kickbacks is, well, Brother Dave, if if I go the extra mile at work, they'll take me for granted. If, if, if I go the extra mile in my marriage, uh, they won't appreciate me. I, and, and if I go the extra mile at school, then people will laugh at me, and it, it just won't work out. I mean, I watch all these people take shortcuts, and it works out for them. And why? I mean, no, one's, no one cares. And I will tell you that God sees and God cares, and He's asking us to go above and beyond. If if you're here today and you're going, oh, I don't know if He's asking me, and you're saying, well, "I'm not a Christian, brother Danny." Here's the thing, That applies across the board. I was telling the youth, we had uh, we uh, and Jackson, we were both working way too much, and we had a lot on our plate, and the boys weren't starting school. Weren't, wasn't starting their, uh their um, schoolwork till like 6 o'clock at night because that's when we got home. We said, something's got to give. So we were looking for uh, somebody to bring the boys home and get homework started ahead, you know, ahead of time. And, and I, I asked around. I finally had a Christian school there, Christian college. And, and I, we got this this young lady named McKenna. And she came in and, and I, said, we, I was talking to her. She was sharp as a tack, just sharp. She was like one of 10 kids or something. She had lots Anyway, she, had, she was just really, she was a really good uh, worker. And I remember her coming in, and we had a couple like that. But I remember her coming in, and she said, what do you need? I said, well, we've got to get schoolwork done and this and that. I said, okay. I remember coming home, and the TV was off, electronics were off. And she was out in the backyard playing with my kids because homework was done, y'all. And I was, when I said, like, hey, she said, oh, we're all done. We're just out here I was like, wow, that's way cool. And then I walked through the, the house, and you know what was done? I remember going, Did, 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 you, did you do the dishes? She said, well, there, there were just a few in the sink. I said, girl, we're going to pay you now. <laughs> I was like, just, what do you want? What do you want? Oh, my goodness. Above and beyond. It goes a mile. Man. What are we doing? Matthew 5, 40-42 says if anyone wants you to this is, these are in red letters in my Bible that means the words of Jesus if anyone wants, you to, wants to sue you and take your shirt hand over him your cloak as well if anyone forces you to go with them one mile go with them too. go the extra mile give to one who asks you and do not turn away from, from, uh, from one who wants to borrow from you Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord and not for men. Because God sees and God knows. And God is saying, I need a few people who will go the extra mile. When someone asks for this, I want you to do that. By the way, hmm, we serve a good God because he's, He doesn't ask us to do anything that He hasn't done already. And our little servanthood right here and now is worth that. And He's done all that. He's loved us. He's suffered for us. He died for us. He's done everything in the world for us. And all He's asking us to do, remember? Is to empty our, our cup. To look at those around us to open the door, to show some kindness, to share truth, to share love. Go above and beyond. We need to be a people that, that, that someone says, you know what, I don't know if I believe what you Christians believe, but if your God loves the way you love, i sign up for that. I don't know if I believe what you believe, but you know what? My neighbor was so good to me when I lost my wife. My, my neighbors were so good to me. when, And, and they go to that church and I believe, believe I want some of that. And then we get to say, you think I did all that? Oh, I so saw I did. God did all that. There's nothing good in me but Christ and Him crucified. And I just want to show kindness to others. And if no one ever notices, that's okay. He says, don't do it for them. There'll be people who walk by you at Walmart and grunt. You go, oh no, you're ahead. You've got a full card. Go ahead ahead of me. And Mm -hmm. they won't look at you. Won't say thank you. It's okay. Doesn't matter. We're not supposed to do it for them anyway. We're doing it to make him smile. We're doing it for an audience of one. His name is Jesus. And if he smiles and says, that's my boy. That's my girl. Matter of fact, You get like double the points if they don't say thank you. I made that up. Kind of. (laughs) He did say, if if people appreciate you here, you've got your reward, right? If you do it in, in private when no one sees it, aha, he sees it. He sees all. He's asking us all, students, not students, Moms, dads. I mean, if you're in a job or in a school and you're thinking, I don't think I'd do more," He goes, hey, just, just empty your bucket. All I'm asking you to is is empty your bucket. That's all I'm asking. Don't leave any. You can't take it with you. Love as much as you can. Give as much as you can. Because He first gave. And he's asking us to give today. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know about this this, this Jesus I've talked about this morning, I would love to introduce you to him. He loves you so much. He suffered, he died. He walked with us. He stepped out of the most precious, spotless, clean, glorious heaven into this mud ball called earth. He was laid into a teenager's hand. They didn't know what she was doing. Was born in a nasty manger laid in straw from heaven. God emptied himself come here and to love us and to show us. Just asking you to empty yourself for him today. It's the best decision you'll ever make. Just jump into the arms of the one who loves you so much. Today can be that day. Maybe you know him, but you realize, you know what, Brother Danny? I've been checking the box. I've been calling it in. I've I've really not been giving it my my life. I've been, I've been frustrated at work. I've been frustrated in my marriage. I've been frustrated. I've just been kind of pulling back and pulling back. And God said, uh, today I want you to renew your, your walk with me. I want to ask you to go above and beyond so that someone may catch you in the act of excellence. May we be like Joseph. Maybe, maybe you feel like you're in your, in your prison cell and life just doesn't seem fair. This isn't the season you wanted. This isn't how you wanted it. And God's going, hey, you're there. Sweep up. Clean up. Ask what you can do. Look around because there is a world that is struggling and they're looking for love. And we're the only Jesus they'll see. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this reminder today. Father, that a 14-year-old girl can reach into a well time and time and time again. She had no idea who he was. No idea if she'd be paid or recognized. Or he wouldn't even say thank you. But she went above and beyond. And she'll get to be the children of the nation. And she'll give birth. To Jacob. And Esau. And Jacob. will uh, become Israel. Father I thank you for inviting us into your story. Forgive us for not giving our all. Forgive us for our laziness. Forgive us for our apathy, our indifference. Father, today help us live a life more abundant, full of you and full of your grace. Father, help us step into your presence today. Father, if there's someone here today that's been faithful and they just feel forgotten, Father, right here and now I pray that you put your loving arms around them and help them feel your presence. Help them hear, that's, you're my boy, you're my girl, I see what you're doing. Don't give up, don't quit. Hold on a little longer. Press on. Go above and beyond. I know no one else has noticed, no one else is looking, but I see it. Father, may we feel encouraged by your presence today. But Father, for that person today that's never heard about this Jesus, that's poured out his whole life so they we may come to know him, that we may, may love, be loved and connected with the God of all creation. Father, I pray that you give them the courage today to come to you for the very first time. That we would jump into your arms, the lover of our soul, and give you our all. Father, I thank you for this day and this time. In your name, amen. If you would please stand where you are and join us. We're going to sing a song. The altars are open. I'm here. I'd be glad to pray with you.
1: Let's worship him. I give you my life. I give you my trust. Jesus. You are my guide. you are enough Jesus Jesus My heart is yours, my heart is yours Take it all, take it all My life in your hands. My heart is yours. My heart is yours. Take it all. Take it all. My life in your hands. I lay down my life. I take up my cross. Jesus. You are my guide, ever the cost, Jesus, Jesus. And all to Jesus I surrender. I will ever love and trust in me, His presence daily
0: me. Amen. Amen. I don't know what God is saying to you today. The, uh, The service is coming to an end, but the invitation is always open. If you'd like to talk with me, I would love to tell you about the lover of your soul the God who poured out so much, so he may be part of us. He loves us so much. and You can come to know him today. I do want to take a moment to recognize our, our graduates. If you would make your way this way, I know you love public attention, but if you would make your way and everyone else, you can be seated. If you are a graduate and you are here, I know how much they love the public attention, and, and yet um, I know that some of you will not stay. So I'd, uh, a couple years ago, I, I did this in our little meal afterwards, and uh, someone said, are we not giving them a Bible? I said, yes, we give them a Bible. Well, you weren't there. So they said, well, next time you do this, make them come down front during the service, so it's y'all's fault, not mine. Um, and uh, so they, they said, that's, that's what y'all wanted is, is to make sure you saw these, and um, today is uh, the day we're celebrating. However, um, I'll speak for our graduates today. You're welcome to send a card or cash at any time. (laughs) They will not refuse uh, that, and I should have had this ready. Uh, See, I'm not prepared today, y'all. All All right, Um, Mr. Braden Stringer, if you'll step this away. Love you, brother, be praying for you. And uh, this is your Bible. Thank you. Um, and um, somebody, somebody's taking notes, but thank you. Oh, you're so good. Thank you. Will Roland? Is there a Will Rowland? Will? He loves this, y'all. He said, please don't make me come down front. I'm sorry, son. All right. Miss Gretchen? Miss Gretchen? Gradu- now, where did you graduate from? Western. Western. i I was going to say that, but after today, I would butcher that. Gretchen Hines, Miss Ashton, where are you graduating from? It's a joke. She's graduating from Southwest. Southwestern. See, I stuttered even there. And um, and Miss Emily Spears is not with us today. She could not make it, but we do have a Bible for her. And there'll be pictures uh, in the uh, in the gym. And if you want to drop them a note, a word of encouragement. Uh, And pray for them. Please, please, please pray for my son. I mean, pray for all of them. (laughs) No, seriously. this next stages are are huge. Man, freedoms come. And responsibilities come. And uh, Satan goes, you know, but the Bible says, train your children up the way that you go. Right? And uh, I feel like this church has done that. And we just pray, pray. Pray. Oh my goodness! I, I miss my prayer warrior. Um, I, I got to go home this this weekend, uh, and I was I got to spend some time with my mom. She was needing some time, and and I went and spent about forty eight hours with my mom, and and I drove by my grandma's house, y'all. My prayer warrior, I don't have her anymore, and those are priceless. And we have many prayer warriors in this room. And some people say, "Well, I can't do much." Well, you no know, pray. Oh my goodness. I look back in my life, and it's just, but by the grace of God, I had a lead foot back in the day, y'all. I look back and go, oh, my children don't, I shouldn't have said that out loud, but I I really like, Dottie said, me too, but um, many, how many men in here have a lead foot? You're you're looking to make sure your kids weren't looking. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw a few. Don't tell my son. Man, oh, man. I remember one of my graduation gifts said, "Never drive faster than your guardian angel can fly." I'll, st- I'll never forget that. So um, anyway, yeah, just prayers, prayers, prayers. Uh, just speak a word of encouragement to them today. We want to just, uh, just honor them, and, and we're, I'm so thankful, not just for them, but for some of you out here. I was looking in the crowd, and there are many people who have spoken to their life, pastors and Sunday school teachers. And people have just words of encouragement. I drove by Miss um, White's house. She was our third grade teacher in, in Brewston. And her, her, her uh, this week, my mom, we were just driving through, you know, driving through the little town, you know. Oh, that's, they still live there. We're just kind of doing that little thing. And, and I look out and Mr. Casey White is mowing his yard. Casey White was my, my, my baseball, one of my baseball coaches. And he was the assistant to someone else I won't mention. But the assistant's son was two years younger than me, and the coach played him over me. And, and Mr. Casey, I remember so much. He was the assistant coach, and he'd pull me aside. And he never undercut the other coach. He was way above that. He'd go, you're a good ball player. You're a good boy. He would say that almost every time. And I, I whipped in his driveway, and I hugged his neck, y'all. I said, I had some good preachers and some good youth ministers. I said, but you spoke truth into my life when I needed to hear it. And I just wanted to stop and say, thank you. So take some time, young people. Uh, uh, shake Shake a hand, hug a neck. Tell somebody you love them today. Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. To learn more about the church, Find out meeting times or learn how to contact a pastor, please visit phbcsummerset.com.